My name is Elizabeth Lewis, and I'm the owner and CEO of Detroit Mom. As a teen mom, I know firsthand the feeling of isolation and the fears that come at different stages of motherhood. I spent half the time wondering where to find community and the other half dreaming of a way to create that community for myself and the women around me. No mother should experience change and challenges alone. I created this community and podcast to make sure women in my community are never alone. Welcome to the Unfiltered Mom Podcast. The intention of this podcast is to make sure you have a voice and your story is being heard. Welcome to The Unfiltered Mom. I'm your host, Elizabeth Lewis, and today I'm super excited to be sitting here with the founder of The Friendship Circle, Bozzy, and then Erin, you run the children's program, correct? Yes. Okay. And then Jamie, a lot of you guys already know who Jamie is. Jamie's son, Benny, has Down syndrome and autism. And we are going to kind of jump into what the Friendship Circle is, what it does, who it services, and why you need to know what the Friendship Circle is and kind of get a perspective uh, of a mom who really needs the services of the Friendship Circle. So, Bazi, I want you to tell us all about the Friendship Circle. How did, how did it get started? Why did you open it? What, what was the inspiration and mission behind it? Great question. (laughs) So all the way back in 1994, my husband and I moved to Michigan, and my husband wanted to start something called the Friendship Circle. He created actually for a group of people suffering from addiction. Uh, Within a few months of that, you know, before we had children, I had too much time on my hands. And I'm like, (laughs) leaving this, that's not really so much my thing. Like, what else could we do? So he went around and met with different community leaders and said, you know, who else needs friendship? Who else has to be seen for their soul rather than for their exterior? And several people mentioned special needs. We're like, okay, we don't really know much, but I love working with teenagers, and I could motivate and inspire teens to do this, like, good deed, right? Yeah. And uh, be there for a child with special needs and their family. And so very simply, we started every teenager pairing them up, driving them over to the family's home. And they had their hour and a half time, giving the mom and dad a chance to look at each other, take a shower, (laughs) make dinner, fold some laundry, very basics. Um, And then like four or five years later, we had our true aha moment, which still kind of gives me that sensation inside of when we had too many volunteers. And that was like, what? Like, what organization has too many volunteers? That was kind of strange. Yes. Um, And that's when we found out that this was not about a good deed. This was about the incredible incredible thing that happens when you take a moment, take an hour, take a day, and connect with this incredible, exceptional human being. This child with special needs or teen or adult, they have that special thing that you can't really quite explain until you experience it. When you connect with somebody with special needs, that's a connection that, unfortunately, we don't get to have on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. And our teens are thirsty to be truly loved accepted and looked at as 
who they really are, not for the clothing they're wearing, not for the grades or the fancy schools that they got into. They want to be looked at like each of us. We all want to be looked at for who we really are, yeah. not for the superficial labels that we attach to ourselves. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I Well, I love it. I had the opportunity this past Sunday to come check out the holiday market. Yeah. That was incredible because a lot of your adults were there and they're so they're proud of so this stuff. Great. Yes, they're so proud of their stuff. And they we videoed them and they were just like so proud to talk about the thing that they made. And I love that. And then we walked over to well, we didn't walk, we drove because <laughs> a little distance. Um, the kids programming that yeah. you guys host. So Erin, can you tell us, is this on Sunday? Because you do it during the week and Sunday. Yeah. We do programming on Sundays and after school, Monday through Thursday, and then pretty much any time school's out of session, we're in the building or out of the building connecting and doing something together. Okay. But you came to Sunday Circle, which is a fan favorite. It's okay. <laughs> I, I personally loved it. I got to, we got to meet um, several students. Are they, do you, would they be students or attendees or how does um, that? In the summer, it's our campers. During okay. the year, it's our participants. participants. But really, it's our friends. Okay, <laughs> friends. Because I'm always like, how do you address, like, because they're not in school. They're like, you know, yeah. so friends. I like friendship. that. Yes, I love that, friends. How many volunteers do you have for that? So it's a one-to-one program. So right now we have 37 participants wow. in the program, which means we have 37 volunteers on a given Sunday. Wow. I feel like there's so many more people that need it. Yeah. 37 seems so small. Yes. Yeah. Right? Yet a lot. <laughs> Yet a lot. <laughs> well, like in – okay, take that back. Each so, child is a world. <laughs> yes. Oh, my, I got to experience that, and I was just like it – it like filled my heart with so much – happiness just to be around them and see how they experience life is so different than my typical children. Mm-hmm. Jamie, and you I know have a lot to <laughs> say a lot yeah, yeah, a lot to say on that topic because I wish my kids would have been there in full transparency. Yeah. Um because my kids aren't around kids enough really with disabilities mm-hmm. or special needs. With um, all your talks? Yeah, like well, well. Here's the thing: at the school, there they have them, um, you know, like classrooms, or you know, they'll get off on the bus. But to my kids, they don't think about it, and you think it's not a thing because you don't. They're not saying making comments until you realize, like, oh, we should actually probably be having this conversation, mm-hmm. even when they're not talking about it or have questions. And so, I'll tell you where my kids are huge activists, and this is where I realize we need to talk about the special needs community or disabled community more. Is my kids are huge activists for <laughs> racism, um, gay rights, like all that. Like, you should be able to love whoever you want. Yeah. And when I realized that the most is we just relaunched our series, getting comfortable with the uncomfortable. And it's really talking about racism and inclusion and equity and things like that. And someone said, diversity is more than just skin color, religion, things like that, and really brought up the topic of disabled people mm-hmm. or special needs. Mm-hmm. By the way, how about our fellow classmates? Yeah. The, just the our, our you know fellow staff. Yeah. I mean, it's it's everyone's different. And many times that kind of gets unnoticed, too. Yeah. Think about it. No, it's very true. And so that was kind of like a thing. And Jamie had said in there when this person, I think Erica said it, didn't she? It was Erica, yeah. Um, 
Thank you yeah, so I much for crying. yeah. As soon as she said it, because it was just nice to hear that that it was just nice to hear my son's world be brought up in those talks that we're hearing so often right mm-hmm. now. So. Yeah, no, and yeah. That, and that's why I wanted to yeah talk about this because we've had this conversation about having children yeah around you know oh, your children. Probably my second biggest um, point, Vassie. I, th- I feel like uh, God put me in your world at the exact <laughs> right time. Because he put me in your world. I'm not going to cry on the podcast today. I'm not going to cry on the <laughs> podcast today. Um, he put me in your world at the exact time where my son is starting to grow into a little boy. And it's becoming more noticeable to other kids that he has a disability. He's becoming very vocal. He vocally stems often. Um, he's nonverbal, but very loud <laughs> and very happy. But um, it's weird because it, it, it seems like it lined up. Like right about when we started working with you, all of a sudden all these things started happening. And I started – it would happen every once in a while where we'd be at the playground and a kid would ask me a question like, what's wrong with your baby or mm. something like that. And But I swear it's happening every time we go somewhere right now. Wow. And – it's becoming very apparent to me how little exposure most kids have to children with disabilities mm-hmm. and little kids. So once your kids go to school, normally they get a little bit of exposure to it. But when I take Benny to the playground just this last weekend, you know, I had a little girl, a little girl and a little boy there with her grandparents, and they're just staring at Benny and his and his special swing that they installed in that playground for him. Hey. And... <laughs> They're just staring. And the grandma's like, stop staring. Go, go away from them. Stop staring. Which me personally is not the reaction I want from Mm -hmm. the grandmother. Um, And then a little while later, the little girl came up to me. What's wrong? What's wrong with your kid? I I know. (laughs) And I'm just, those situations are so hard for me because I'm torn between the mom that wants to have full grace and patience. And I want that. I'd rather have that than stop staring, right? right. But I'm torn between full grace and full patience and educating this beautiful little girl because she wants to learn. Right. And why can't I just freaking go to the park? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just want to go to the park, man. Like, it's every time now I have to educate somebody. Um, I had a kid laugh at Benny uh, over the summer and said he was barking like a dog. Mm. Um, I had another situation over the summer where a little kid was uh, said, oh, is this retarded? I've heard about retarded. Oh. This is retarded. Your, bo- your kid's where retarded. Where are you? Right? <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, it, yeah it's, it's painful. It's just straight up painful. And it makes me think about what's the answer to that? And the answer to that is things like your volunteer program. Mm. Mm-hmm. But you have a job. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you have a job, and God is yeah. giving us the opportunity. Could you imagine the countless kids that you could literally change their life? Right. Yeah. And, and you are changing their life. <laughs> no, seriously. It's, I mean, it's good for their soul. It's oh good for God. my soul. It's to be necessary. Fair. <laughs> it's necessary. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. Oh and God. can you imagine what kind of people we would be if we didn't have these precious true godly souls with right. us like seriously yeah. they are only perfect <laughs> we're yeah. the crazy ones <laughs> i always say ben, benny gets this life way more than we do oh like my the rest god of us. yeah he gets it man um and yes and and that's it and so i want to pivot uh, uh, not make this about my tears once again and put pivot to your volunteer program because to repeat that's the answer to 
this getting better? The answer to this getting better is more exposure to kids with disabilities. Kids with disabilities mm-hmm. not being put off in a corner in a special room away from the typical kids. K- typical kids interacting, going to your walk, going to anything that you do. I, we need the typical kids there. And then the volunteers, that just takes it one <sighs> step farther. I mean. They are amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean. I, I wish I had the time to just, like, live at the friendship circle with y'all. <laughs> you should. Get a sleeping bag. I know, and, right? And we all live there. There's all those little houses in the in the, yeah. the village. I could totally move into one. Totally. Right? <laughs> well, so. I think that's the part that you're saying is um, – and that's, like, that's what I'm saying. I wish my kids could have been there because I think seeing them in public and experiencing actually being around them for periods of time, right, and understanding and have that conversation. But I think most parents are – uncomfortable talking about it. Oh, yeah. They're uncomfortable because they don't, it's not their world. Yeah. So most parents mm-hmm. aren't out there being like, they're, like that's the common response. Don't stare. Like it's yeah, not polite to stare. Instead of saying, and we hear this all the time, we service so many moms. We Every time we do something, they're like, I don't know what to say. So I just tell my kid not to look. Right, right. Don't, don't so, stare. So Jamie, what would you, that's a, actually I would love, and especially if people are listening here. Yeah. What, what would you, if, what would you want to tell that grandma or that mm-hmm. mom? Like, I'm actually really curious. Yeah. What is the right thing to tell a child that says something or asks? Yeah, the, the I can tell you for sure. I'm and I'm you know just one mom, but I can tell you for sure. The wrong thing to do is don't stare. The wrong thing to do is go away. The wrong thing to do is get them away because that makes my baby boy look even more ostracized and feel more di- more different. different. Yeah, feel different yeah. to them, and in in a negative connotation. You know, I personally, and we have another mom that writes for Detroit Mom with a little boy with Down syndrome who thinks opposite of me. So okay. take that with a grain of salt. Yeah. I personally would rather have what happened with that little girl coming up and asking questions all day. I would rather do that all day than okay. a grandma yelling at their kids not to stare and telling them to go play on the other side of the playground. So let's say the grandma maybe could say, let's ask that ask. mom. Let's yeah. find out because Absolutely. he seems so sweet. I'm curious. Absolutely. Yeah. And Benny's always got a smile on his face and he's mm-hmm. always... I mean, I I feel like I live in a bubble sometimes where I think every sound and movement out of his mouth is not just normal, but absolutely perfect and the greatest Aww. thing in this world. Exactly. <laughs> in this world. And yeah. And so all, I'm almost shocked sometimes when somebody says, like, oh, you th- oh, this is weird. Oh, I love that. <laughs> and yeah. I, I am. I'm like, I get thrown off for a minute. So Good. I, I want those questions. I want them to come. And I can tell you for a fact, it works because I live in a new build neighborhood. It's very tight knit. One way in, one way out, 58 houses. And, like, we're obnoxiously close, me and my neighbors. Wow. That's awesome. And, yes, and we have three kids with disabilities in that 58-house circle, which is incredible. You know. Yeah, Mm -hmm. right? It's like we attracted each other, I swear. (laughs) And um, we – it took us a minute to get the neighborhood kids used to Benny. And we got some of those weird questions. One of the kids cried. He was scared of him. Okay. And because oh. he did, his his noises are pretty loud, I will say. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes when he gets really excited, it's like, ooh, Benny. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he was scared of him. But we had him and me and his mom and dad sat down and had a conversation with him. Now I take this kid to the bus stop in the morning, and Benny's his best friend. Every morning oh, when Benny cry. comes down the stairs, he's like, Benny! Could and you imagine? So excited, yeah. Is yeah. that not the best it's thing? Poor, that what's that other child's name? Could his you say name? Colton. 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 Could Colton, you yeah. imagine poor Colton? What he would be missing mm-hmm. if not for this incredible friendship? Absolutely. Do you know what kind of amazing young man he's going to grow up Absolutely. to be? 
He was sick for a week. This was just a couple weeks ago. Missed our missed mornings at my house for a week. And when he came back the first day, Benny ran up and hugged and kissed him. Oh, oh my God. Wow. His mom's texting me at night. She's like, Colton won't shut up about this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, this just made his oh, life. Like, she's gosh. like, he keeps telling me, Benny loves me, Mom. I know Benny loves me now. I, I have the chills. Me. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. And I feel sorry for any person that their child does not have this incredible connection. Absolutely. I feel sorry for them. Yeah, absolutely. So it's, I do too. And it's such a wonderful gift. And just by having those conversations, that's the key here. It works. Get your kids exposure and have the conversation. Don't shy away. And here's the flip side of that, James. Like, I think it's also important to say, if you approach a mom and she's offended, don't take it personal. Yeah. Like, don't, because I also see that, like, there's so many different, when you talk about that, right? Mm -hmm. There's so many different angles to it that I think that... If I approached a mom with my – even saying, like, if my son had said something, hey, my son is just curious what's – you know, and that's the thing I always hate saying, like, what's wrong? What's wrong with your son? And she got offended. I would not take it personal no. because she's got to be going through so much oh. in general because I know you personally, but I have the pleasure and experience to be around you and know what you go through mm-hmm. every day. A lot of people don't. People yeah. – a lot of people around people that they know that are comfortable and – and so I love that you said that because I do think it's important that we expose our kids. My kids are exposed to so much, yeah. so much. And that's why I was like, Lauren, my daughter, when we were there, I was like, oh, my gosh, how much would Nolan and Harper love this? But you can't vol- – I was like, I wonder what the volunteer age – because that um, the girl, she's young. How old is she? Or she's just little? Um, I don't know the specific age of that one, but in general, it's middle school and high schoolers. So, oh, yeah. middle school. Oh my gosh. Okay. And so sometimes they're our best volunteers because they're so energetic and ready to hop right in. What so, age is that generally? Usually like 12 years old ish. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she's got a couple more years. So yeah. she's nine now. So, and we're doing something called a mitzvah volunteer program, but it's to introduce to our younger kiddos what volunteering is, but also to talk about what does belonging mean? At Friendship Circle, at your school, because all of our kiddos, we want to get them in the door. So Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I love the volunteer. I I am excited for that, the volunteer program. Let me tell you, we have volunteers that skipped going on cruises and vacation because they would not give up, like, the winter camp or summer camp. I mean, volunteers are found crying when their special friend doesn't show up. Oh, Like, like tears. Literally. Yeah. I had someone actually just walk in the door the other day who had met a – uh, their friends maybe a year ago, but then with the pandemic, they hadn't been here. And they're like, mm. where is this person? I need to see them. Can I get in touch with their mom? Can you give me their phone number? <laughs> and I was like, yes. And the mom was so excited just to hear that someone came in the door asking for their specific child. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's got to feel so good. You know, Jay, I'm assuming, Jamie, even for yourself, like having people want to be around your son. Yeah, that's everything to me. Yeah, everything. Well, I think that's great. And I think that that kind of segues into why you guys have the the circle on Sundays. Yes. And through the week and talk about respite and what you offer. You know, it's something amazing for the kids, but it's also something so incredible for the parents. Yes. We call all of our camps also respite because it's both um, winter camp, summer camp, uh, midwinter camp. It's a fun, exciting day for the kiddos. But it's also a break for the parents and a break for the kids. There's a lot of independence that happens when they get to be around friends in a space where they're given the support to explore and be creative um, and be safe at the same time. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was just thinking, 
especially over the summer, I had a parent that had a four-year-old that joined us for camp. So we have some little ones that join. That was the first time her daughter had ever been away from her because they don't have family in the area and the support she would need doesn't fit into maybe a typical program. Um, so yeah. respite is big. That's huge. And then think about that mom. So flip it. Because I always have that caregiver angle, right? That's the first time that mom got a break then in four yeah. years. Four years. That's the first time she had a break. It's, yeah, I can't even imagine. Four whole years. Yeah, it doesn't seem possible. Mm-hmm. It doesn't when you have typical children and you're like, oh my gosh, I, I, you know, and there are a lot of people that have a lot of support systems, you know, but yeah. it's like the more kids you have, the more if they have problems or, you know, behavioral issues, the less mm-hmm. help you have. And then throw in all the stuff, Jamie, that I know you personally deal with. Mm-hmm. And even for, like, with Detroit Mom, it's sometimes hard for you to do anything because all of the planning and execution and – I have to say no to a lot. Yeah, that, like, goes <laughs> that into That I would love it. to do, but, yeah. like so, – So let's build on that, though, because I th- – that's huge to me. Um, I think – Bessie and I had a huge conversation about this. I feel like uh, caregivers of individuals with disabilities, the support and provided to them is sad. In my opinion, Um, we can always use more support for the kids, right? I'm not just saying that, but there's a lot of people that want to help our kids because they're awesome. Right. But nobody's really jumping up for joy to really go out on a limb for the burnout moms and dads (laughs) too often. But you guys do. Yeah. You guys do. And that's just so awesome to me. So tell me more about that. Bessie, you had a couple stories that me and you just chat and shared about the moms like getting together in that little like clubhouse, right? I called it yeah. the clubhouse. Oh, okay. I don't think you called it the, the clubhouse. Parent lounge. The parent lounge. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> like what like what what's there? Tell us about the parent lounge and what the parents get while during their break. <laughs> yes. So a couple of our programs, um, we have the parents stay and sit in our parent lounge, which was just redone. It's beautiful. It is. Um, seriously. Yeah. And I'm usually running in, running out because there's kids and the parents and naturally just sitting down, you start to get to know the people around you. And oftentimes when I meet with parents for the first time, I hear a lot. I don't know someone else who's going through what I'm going through. Yeah. And to sit in a room with other parents who maybe don't have the exact same experience but can relate to what and say, oh, just this week the same thing happened to me. That might be the first time they've heard that. So sometimes we're having conversations. I remember this was a a while ago, but um, it was a group of moms that had known each other for a long time, and her son was turning 18. And just the conversation in that room about what that meant for their child and Mm -hmm. having that community to process that life transition for Mm -hmm. their son – all the way to the new moms that walk in or dads that uh, are uneasy. They are just on starting their journey. And so they're surrounded by maybe parents in a similar life moment with them or who have older children. But there's a lot of connection that can happen. Yeah. That's huge. You know, a mom said it so well. This this is years back. But she said walking into the friendship circle, like in that lobby where you come in, she's like, it's walking into a great big hug. Yeah. And and that's that's really it really says it all, how they feel coming into that fun, cool, like, close the door. This is not for the children. I'm always <laughs> shutting that door. Get out. This is for the parents. <laughs> you know, it's, it's where they're crying, they're laughing, they're connecting, yeah. they're feeling like they belong. Yeah. It's probably the one time out of gosh knows how long that they felt normal in a group of parents. Yeah. Yes. Because I struggle with that. Like, uh, everyone will be sharing a story. 
you know, oh, we had a potty accident. Ha ha ha. This happened. This uh, and I'm like, ha ha ha. Like, he made the dentist bleed, and and I had to hold him down, and so did three nurses, and he scratched me, and I've got a scar. Ha. And I'm like, ha. And everyone's going. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what did you say? <laughs> I know. And then all of a sudden I realize, oh yeah, that that's that's not normal. That's not what we were doing. Here. Okay, all right. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> Friendship circle is the place for all those stories. Right. And, and that's so true because you do you get in that lounge with those parents and you can tell a story like that with some humor because we need right. humor for right. yeah. to get through life right? right but if somebody doesn't experience what you experience they have a hard time finding the humor <laughs> yes we just had a mom's event the other night it was so fun it was um we did like cider and donuts and but a lot of our mom's event it's about having fun together because naturally in our like laughter and conversations comes the conversations from the week and the yeah. connection yeah. and just that feeling of Again, that sense of belonging, not just for our kiddos, our volunteers, but our parents as well. So, yeah. So, on that end, can I ask another question about I, I would the love respite? You to ask it. I yes. feel like that's a good transition here. Is so, parents, the parents desperately need this. The kids desperately need this. We all need you. Yet, we're reluctant to let go sometimes. <laughs> You yeah. mean you? <laughs> yes. 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 Called me out. Uh, uh, I, I know I am. I, I struggle with letting go because I worry about all the things you already know, right? Like I know my own my own mother struggles. She can't watch my child mm-hmm. and because nobody wants to change an eight-year-old's diaper and that kind of thing. And so I get just this crippling anxiety at the thought of leaving my son with somebody else. And honestly, most people think it's because I don't think he's going to be cared for. That's not it. I have a lot of trust. I worry that somebody's not going to enjoy him. Yeah. Mm. That's my anxiety. I worry that I'm going to put him in the hands of somebody that's annoyed by taking care of Mm. him. Now, everything you've said is contrary to that at this point. (laughs) But how as a parent do you – tell us about what the volunteers, you know, what kind of training? What, how do you train them? How do you get them ready for something like that? Yeah. How do you handle a diaper? I have a question because yeah. you just finished saying 10 minutes ago that you can't understand how anybody thinks that anything that Benny does is not the coolest, the most perfect. Right. <laughs> yes. So I can't. I, um, I But you're afraid somebody else. Yes, okay. because there's moments out in the world outside of my bubble, I like to call it, of my close friends, families, and neighbors where I'm constantly reminded that other people are either disgusted or annoyed by my son. Right. So, Erin, how could you try to, like, yeah. what do you think? Because, like, that's so not the case, but how, why? Well, also, I want to say that I have a lot of, so for parents that don't know me that well that might be new to Friendship Circle, and I, they walk in the door, maybe at the end of a program, and I approach them, I can see a look on their face of, Maybe Erin's going to tell me something wrong that happened or something mm-hmm. negative because I yes. think that's what they're used to. And I just go, oh, I want, we are that place to flip that script because we're going over saying, wow, it was so fun that Benny did this today. And um, it's part of the natural essence of Friendship Circle. It's also part of the training as well that our volunteers and our staff um, – They naturally, I think people that get attracted to Friendship Circle are attracted to that friendship and positivity, but we spend a lot of time also talking about it as well. How do we want to be talked about as ourselves, and then how do we provide that for our friends, our friends at Friendship Circle? Um, So we do talk a lot about... 
Could you maybe like think of a time that a volunteer that maybe does not did not have experience with individuals with special needs, and maybe does something come to mind of like what transpired and like how did they react or how did they show you that they loved a child like Benny, and why did they? I, I'm sure we have hundreds. Yes, but like is. Yeah. How would you describe that kind of situation, maybe? For sure. So a lot of our teens in the community need service hours. So I do say, oh, they come because they want to. I'm like, well, and then some come because they really <laughs> do just need the hours. Yeah. And what's supposed to be, like, they're going to come three times because that will get them their hours. Then they show up that fourth week. And I'm like, oh, I thought you weren't going to be here this week. And then they show up that fifth week, and then they keep showing up. And I think that speaks a lot that those that are new continuously come. Um, and then often I do get to talk to some of the volunteer parents and they're like, they keep talking about so-and-so. Can I, can I meet them? (laughs) (laughs) So then I have the volunteer and their parent and the kiddo and their parent, and we're having a whole connection moment. And so I've had that happen a couple of times, especially in the summer that just happened recently. I mean, and then you have these volunteers that are coming for hours every day of day camp. They don't have to come. And they have kids that don't go to their regular camps because they want to do, like they're a Forget about like or or not being annoyed. They're obsessed. Yes. <laughs> like literally with coming and being with their special buddy. Like, And then when we sometimes have some of our, like some of our staff have their kids coming and we're like, could you please let them play? And none of the volunteers want them. <laughs> like, like for real. <laughs> it's like I have to say that I'm like, I have to say my child has some special needs for them to want them. <laughs> It's crazy. Oh, yeah. I mean, camp is no joke. It is long hours all week. You're hot and sweaty. And the smiles and energy of these teenagers is unreal. That's amazing. And this is for summer camp. This is for summer camp. That's so... Which, anything. Jamie, you've had a a lot of reservations for. Now, it doesn't mean that the volunteers don't need a break. And that's where we come in and have staff take them over. Mm -hmm. And we we all know that when we're running, even for two, three hours straight... It's, it's like exhausting. Yeah. No problem. Take a 10-minute break, come back, refreshed, and you're going to, you know. Definitely. That's okay. I wonder why Benny never needs those breaks. I often wonder that. <laughs> <laughs> He's so full of life. It's awesome. Um, you had said something about training, though, and it made me mm-hmm. think that we are very much about our teens are there for friendship. That is their role. Yeah. And our staff are there to do the bathrooming support and all of those facilitation pieces and support pieces so that the teens can be that friend that they're supposed to be. Um, and That's so, huge. That's yeah. a huge point. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. So so the teens themselves, the volunteers, they're there. They're hanging out. They're their buddies. Mm-hmm. But then your staff is the one that handles the harder stuff. Yes, with okay. joy, too. With joy, too. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I can speak from right. experience seeing this firsthand. Like, you guys literally are, like, running all over, supporting people, helping people. Like the, And then at the end of the, the time, when everyone's leaving, you guys have walkie-talkies. And there's, like, security. And, like, my daughter and I were just, like, we're just going to, like, stand back here. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, a whole production. Like, people are, like, cars are coming in. You're radio into this other person a child's being sent out the person outside's radioing the child out like it's so cool <laughs> it's like an operation james with a whole i was about to say with a whole building of elopers potentially like yes you, you would have to be on your game like a, <laughs> that's call it fun running 
And every, every thank you for talking about that. Like just listening to that, like puts me at ease. And I'm not saying I wouldn't still wouldn't be anxious. But how far do you live from us? Uh, pretty far. I'm. It takes me about an hour and twenty minutes to get to you. Oh, yeah, oh I know. Or else I trust day me. camp. You could still come. Uh, yes, day camp. I could come. Um, I'm gonna hang out with you guys in December for winter camp for the. That's day. worth it. Oh, yeah, awesome. That's my plan. As long as everybody's healthy. Yeah. That's the Go hang out right at the now. cafe while yep. Benny is at camp all day. That's Ooh. and they have a new menu. I just want. <laughs> I hold on. Not wait, had it yet. Yum. Do you still have the dill pickle pizza? Oh, I think they took that out. <laughs> Did they? I think so. What? Yeah. There's other good stuff. Trust okay, me. I tried, everything was Yum. amazing. I loaded so, fries, you guys. That's, that's all I have to say. Uh, oh, really? So, oh yeah. I do want to say something I loved is I just had to go. I have Hashimoto, so I had to go gluten free, dairy free, and soy free. So when I was there on Sunday, I got ended up getting the tuna fish. I couldn't get the yeah. cheese. But the gluten-free bread, I was like, I didn't even notice a difference That's because awesome. the tuna fish is so good. So I know good. you're probably listening right now and you're like, ew, Elizabeth, tuna fish. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys, this tuna fish is so Tuna and gluten-free bread. <laughs> this tuna fish it's really yum. It's really it's and you vegan cheese. Yeah, I could have, yeah. but you guys have sprinkled cheese. Just spr- Is the tuna fish still on the menu? Yeah. I need to try yes. the vegan. I need to try the vegan. Yeah. Um, but I was just like... I tell my vegan friends, I'm like, you guys do such an incredible job accommodating, like, dietary needs. Mm-hmm. Because the fr- – and the French fr- – the presentation is amazing. Like, yeah. all – if you – I just want to say, if you're listening right now, I need you to take note mm-hmm. to go to the Soul Cafe because it is it is amazing. that good. The coffee is incredible. And just, like, even watching the staff, which are – People with special needs, yeah, servicing you, cooking your food, and how incredible the presentation when it comes out! Like, there, it's a whole, you guys, it's a whole presentation. And like, it's a whole thing. By the way, it was on the number one restaurant in on Open Table. Oh my, oh my gosh, gosh. Well, that's incredible! Well, yes. you celebrate, yeah. I'm not just blowing smoke up anyone right now. Your <laughs> the food there was it seriously is. phenomenal. And I'm a bit of a foodie, so. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's a great transition, though. Like, the the Soul Cafe was such an experience for me. And I'm such an overly sensitive person. But, it, I mean, to sit there the whole time and eat this amazing food with amazing company that we yeah. had that day and watch individuals with various special needs and disabilities come talk to us, serve us, work behind the counter. I know you you know. I don't know if anyone listening really knows what that means to me, to sit there and experience that. Because I'm terrified for the future. Like, I, I mean, me personally, I'm all good if Benny lives with me for his entire life. I, but I'm also not going to live forever. Mm-hmm. And when I sit there and have lunch and also get this huge chunk of my brain filled with hope that there are places like yours that build futures for my children, for my child. I, I don't know if I can put that into words, what just sitting there for a parent is. So I'm with Elizabeth. If not for the food, go for your soul. Well, even the go soul studio. Soul. Like, I, I do want to – Joan, which I, is his TED. Yeah. Um, okay. I was just actually looking at his card because he gave it to me. And when I came <laughs> in here, I was reading his card. And um, Joan talked about – which is his aunt, correct? Yes. How he he figured out how to get the bus himself. Like I was, my Lauren and I are literally sitting there about crying, and she was just like so proud of him. Lauren's like videoing this, and I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> like, I was just it was so much because he was so proud, and then she was signing what we were saying to him, and then he was telling us about his art and that experience. Just if you don't walk in or leave a changed human by experiencing 
what these incredible human beings have to offer. No, like you will that. Be a yes, you human. will literally. There's, no, there's. I don't understand how it could happen. Otherwise. I know. <laughs> I. I just the things I've seen, and even like your staff, Bazzi, like how proud they are of the people that are there. I think mm-hmm. there's so much to be said about that because, and and I did want to say when Jamie, when we're saying transition, you guys, there are so many things that you guys offer at the friendship circle. Yeah. So like we could, this could be a two-hour podcast. Like this is why we have this has to we be like part one. two is because <laughs> we're in there, right? There are so many angles that we could take here with this because you offer so much to the community. And I think it's important that people like me with typical children go into facilities and take pe- take Please. our children into places like this so our kids are exposed to that other side. Yeah. You know, and it's crazy. Like, I think to myself, I don't feel like I expose my, my kids enough. When I say enough, my kids are exposed a lot. Imagine people that are not on my platform in my space, mm-hmm. how much their kids are not exposed to anything other than what is normal to them. You know, you're just making me think because honestly, to the world at large, I feel like this um, community of people is, the need is so much more than exposure. Literally, it's it's like we need exercise Mm -hmm. to be healthy. We need to have healthy food Mm -hmm. to be healthy. We have to go to school to be educated in my opinion, in order to fill a certain tremendous need that human beings have, you need to be with these exceptional people. Yes. What what they have to offer is really vital to be a good, functioning, fulfilled person. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, please, like come, come and be inspired, but then take – the minute, take the hour a week, take the something to connect with an individual with special needs. They will give you what you, the greatest professor can't give you. So you need maybe you need the professor, maybe you need the teacher, you yeah. need all of that stuff. But trust me, you will. There's a part inside of you that needs to connect at a soul level, and you can't do that with us people. We're just unfortunately too. I don't want to use not good words. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I know, I know what you're saying. We're just um, too typical. We're too yeah. typical. <laughs> we which are, is, which is, which is, me- which is kind of covered over the beauty inside of us. Mm-hmm. We're covered over with too many layers of su- superficial. superficial. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's such a good point. That is, uh, that that's is such beautiful. a good point. Um, oh my gosh. Well, before we wrap up. Because I do feel there, this is another, there's another side to this too, right? Because I know you guys have so many, you have so much programming happening. Really quickly, Erin, I want you to tell us what is available right now to people. I know you guys have summer camp that actually is going to start selling here shortly, right? Um, So we have summer camp and I know Jamie has talked about that. And maybe it's even we come back on because I know people have, and maybe we have some other families or maybe even families that have run through your program can join us, you know, another mom and what that's done and to ease the mind of someone who hasn't, right? That is so scared to send their child. Um, But I know you guys have so many things coming up. And that's the thing I'm like, oh my gosh, there's so much to talk about. But I know that it's so hard because we want this, we want people to have this information. Yeah. You know, so much information. So what do you have coming up? What can people get in? Okay. What do you have coming up for the kids? Okay. What do you have coming up for the moms? What can typical parents, parents, wait, parents of typical children do right now? <laughs> and the Bazi tells some, some things like that you have got, like what, all the things. 
Oh, and you guys have so much. All right. <laughs> so we do have winter camp coming up. I can't wait. We're all so excited in the office. But on Sundays, we have things for truly all ages. We have Sunday Circle for kiddos 4 to 12 in our building. We have teen trips and pathfinders for our teens and adults out in the community to experience connection uh, at really fun places. Um, and then during the week, we are active every day. So if you're looking for something to fill your time, get in touch with me. I'd love to tell you more. Um, and for our f- our parents, we have a Hanukkah party coming up for our families. Oh, we have... Um, and you don't have to be Jewish to attend, correct? Correct. Anyone can join I want to attend. <laughs> um, but we also have... We're going to do um, a Moms and Dads event in January. We're always planning the next one. So always keep an ear out for that. Um And anyone looking to get involved, whoever you are, there's a place for everyone. We have adult volunteers. We have uh, teen volunteers. There's lots of places. So I'm always saying reach out because there's a way to be connected to Friendship Circle. And I'll put your information for everybody listening. That's like, well, how do I get in touch with her? Don't worry. It's going to be in the show notes. You can scroll down. Um, And then obviously this will be on our Instagram and all over. I will also include your link too so people can reach out to you and ask that. And, And honestly, we just need to be reminded. We get so busy in life that when we hear it, we're like, I want to do that. And then something happens, life happens. You just need to be reminded. Yes. I am 100% this is your guilty reminder. of it. This is your <laughs> reminder. Take this as a sign. And you will have plenty more. And then um, Fazi, what, uh, you know. Yeah, let's just, you know, make sure that everyone knows that our the adults with special needs, we have a whole arm of vocational opportunities, training opportunities in our Dakota Bread for the Bakery, at the cafe, and the hall studio. So if your adult child is at home watching TV, Mm -hmm. playing video games, you could sign up and come and create art, and you don't have to be the official artist to come. You could just enjoy... You know, doing that kind of, you know, uh, mixed media work or fibers or felting or ceramics. And each one is exploring and creating in their way. It doesn't have to be what you think is art. Yeah. Lots of very cool things are being created by somebody that did not realize they had that artistic talent. So we have so many opportunities for adults with special needs that it is the energy there, the, the socialization that it brings. Uh, the community feel that it brings is come visit. Yes. Uh, so I know because you have Soul Studio, Soul Cafes, like everything. You guys, it's just incredible. It's incredible. So we will be back with part two of this and mm-hmm. then hopefully in the near future for you guys. And and if you're a parent with a child with special needs or anything, disability and you think you don't belong or you don't have a space, reach out to them. Reach out to us. If you feel more comfortable reaching out, we can connect you. Or I think they're pretty welcoming at the Friendship Circle, so you could 100% reach out to them. But thank you guys so much for being here. Um, Yes, thank you for everything. We loved having you. Thank you. Again, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe so more moms can listen to our podcast. Please. Yay. (laughs) Thank you.